With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at www.thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen. Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features best-selling authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An Internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Mindset Movement and is dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to why not, and discover the power of how, tune in right now to this latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. And we're back. Hey, Denise Matthews, how are you, my dear? I just got into the house, and, you know, I love what I walk in the house, and I see my place, you know, because I moved into a new place. Um, and I just love the people I see Everybody walk around, and I go, hello, house. <laughs> 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 God, you know, I thank God that, you know, I don't think that we do that enough. It's just nice for the, you know, Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I am honored uh, to have you on uh, the show today and to talk oh, with you. Uh, you know, I just walked away from the phone. I left the phone on the desk. Sometimes I do that, and I think that you're going to follow me or something. Huh? No, no, no stalking, no stalking. You had enough of that already. You had enough I of do. that. I do. I do. <laughs> I've been talking to my secretary, and I walk through the house thinking she's following me with the phone. And, and I have, I'm like, oh, my God, nobody's answering. Oh, where's the phone? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, happens when you get old like me, okay? No, no, there's no such thing, no such thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you said okay. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe to God. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, you know, I'm excited to talk with you today because uh, I got a chance to read uh, your book, Blame It on Vanity, and of course, for those who are, go- who are listening, uh, Denise Matthews uh, is a.k.a. Vanity uh, of Vanity Six back in the day with... Uh, Prince and the Revolution and a, and a phenomenal uh, music career, movie career. Uh, but uh, more so than that, you have had a phenomenal life uh, of uh, uh, some vicious things and a lot of victories, a lot of uh, overcoming, and uh, uh, you are truly a survivor. Is that the oh, reason but- why you have uh, wrote this book, which is basically a biography of your, your life story? Yeah, my autobiography of my life story, that's right. And um, it's 250 pages, all color. It's made with the best paper that money can buy because I spent all my savings on it. 
uh, and I, you know, I wanted to accomplish something. Uh, you know, because when I look back at my accomplishments, I don't necessarily look them at, at them as accomplishments because I didn't have Jesus in those days. And you know, the greatest success that man can have is that when they find the Lord, and, and you know, and and they um, seek the Lord and they uh, serve the Lord. You know, there's no greater accomplishment than that. And and that's what I really felt like I started life, you know. And I guess that's why they call it born again, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> when did you become? When did you become born again? What was? Do you remember? Uh, the year? It's like about. Um, I was 34, and I'm 50. I'll be 52 this January 4th. Fantastic. And, yes, I'll be 52, and uh, I'm feeling good about it. You know, I think the only thing that I really, I always remember the Bible, but everything else, it's like, okay, people. <laughs> <laughs> So what was it like going back and having to write about your life story and to, um, you know, rekindle all of those feelings, all of those emotions? My God. Yeah, you said it. Just just that, rekindling. And there was a lot of stuff that, you know, it was a cleansing of the soul, you know, and I never thought that it was going to do what it did inside of me. I, it's not like I sat there and cried. It was like because, you know, so much of my past, I had already, uh, you know, either forgave, forgave or had been forgiven for. And, um, you know, there was a lot of both, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But going over, so I didn't have any, it wasn't really a whole lot of tears as much as it was like, wow, like having to remember and, and, and bring things back to your mind and, and almost like relive it in your mind. And, you know, there's the things I've talked to some of my friends, and they said, Denny, don't you remember when you did this? I said, oh, my God, I did that. I can't believe I did that. Did I really do that? You know? So, you know, I um, what the, the book really, it pours out my soul. It completely, it just pours out my soul. And throughout it, you know, you you see where I went right, where I went wrong, where I went right, where I went wrong, where I did right, where I fell wrong. A whole lot of falling and a whole lot of getting up, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 some deep, just deep. Uh, how do you say? Deep soul repentance, and you know, and 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 just seeking after the Lord and 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 what is should be right in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. And even in this last year, I find myself having grown up even more. You know, and, 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 and what I'm talking about is in the forgiveness area and loving. Like, not just forgiving, because you can always forgive, but forgiving quickly. I just preached on that in my own church uh, uh, last weekend. It was about forgiveness, forgiving quickly. You know, because I, I, I taught on, you make a choice to forgive, and, and that's what you have to do when things come up against your face. Immediately you have to say, I choose to forgive, okay? I'm just going to make a choice right now. I'm going to choose to forgive. So here's where we start forgiving. And as soon as something happens, as soon as, not waiting, you know, not mm-hmm. for long. Because, because when we run to God and say, Lord, please forgive me. I can't believe I did that. Jesus doesn't say, well, let me just wait for a while. I'll get back to you on that one. (laughs) You know know what I mean? But we want to get forgiven real fast, but how fast can we now? So I learned how to forgive quickly. I thought if I forgave after three days, I was cool. If I forgave after six months, I was okay. You know what I said? I'm still doing good after six months. But no, this means, means like every second you have to be aware to completely forgive. I think that's a a very powerful point uh, because there are a lot of people, especially, you know, uh, the way America uh, is right now and the economy and what's going on, 
that I think is a very powerful uh, message and statement yeah. to and not forgive, yet forgive, but to yeah. forgive immediately. Immediately, quickly, fast, quick, I called it, quick, fast, in a hurry, you know, we got to forgive the IRS, we have to, they have to forgive us, and, and, you know, because the Bible says the government's on God's shoulder, in the Lord Jesus Christ's shoulder, therefore, I can ask God for forgiveness, and God will forgive me, and has many times, thank you, Jesus, over debt that I had accumulated, you know, from the world, and, and, and from the sicknesses, and, and stuff that has, you know, I've had at least 20 different surgeries uh, in, in the last 19 years over my body has been cut up so many times, cut open, cut up, whatever, you know, and uh, I got Let's, scars. To can we talk about that just a little bit? What What are some of the, what are some of the, I mean, you have gone through some things that most people would not uh, live through. Yeah, and, and you're getting up every day uh, and uh, kicking butt and taking names and numbers. What are all of the things that has, has occurred Absolutely. We eat demons for breakfast, isn't that it? <laughs> the breakfast of champions, they call it. The breakfast of champions. We eat demons for breakfast. Hallelujah. You know, um, I've had, when I first came to the Lord, I had 250, and this, and this is like a, maybe a year after, you know, because I was still running back into the world doing stupid stuff and, uh, you know, smoking a little dope here and there and whatever, what have you, and still for Communicating still, you know, I was still vanity, and I had to get the vanity out, and I didn't, you know, I knew I loved the Lord, but to love him is to obey him, and I couldn't necessarily put those two together in the puzzle, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't understand when I first came to Jesus, I couldn't understand what people did to have fun, except for they, you know, went out and partied and had fornication. I didn't know what else do you do. I mean, what do you people do in the in in this in this holy place, you know? But uh, that was my that took about a year to correct, and I ended up in the hospital with 250 high blood pressure, over 190. I lost both of my kidneys. I had an eternal. Uh, um, internal bleeding, uh, blood clots on the brain, lost my eyesight, lost my hearing, heart attack, a stroke, and I was down for the count. They gave me three days to live. And that was about the size of the story. I I repented all over again. I begged God to please not come because I knew that I was going to go to hell. I absolutely knew that beyond a shadow of a doubt. There was nothing, no righteousness in it. There was nothing working in me. Although that God is married to the backslider, if I am not, if I'm not overcome by the time that I'm finished, that God is, you know, going to take me, he says, fear not God who, fear not the man that kills the body, but fear God who puts the body and the soul in hell. And so I knew I wasn't fit for the kingdom because if you turn back, a man that plows and turns back, he's not fit for the kingdom. And so I knew I wasn't fit laying there in the hospital bed. I don't care who you are. You know uh, outright you can't hide from God and you can't have any uh, secrets from God. It's impossible. You can try and hide all your secrets you want, but when it comes to God, he, he knows. And, and he says, if the, if the, what is it? I quoted that scripture that somebody I was ministering today over at the uh, car dealership. I, I told him, I said, if scarcely the righteous enter in, Scarcely, we get in. Where is the sinner going to appear? Where are you going to be? You know, and 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 it's not like a, 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 and God knows how to get the dead man up off the bed. He preached about waking up the dead man. It's just like oh, I said a nice prayer. I told the Lord I loved him, and and you know, there's no repentance, no turning. Repentance means to turn from sin. But most people think that that okay, I can just quote this prayer, 
say that I love the Lord, and now I'm going to heaven. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to read my Bible. I don't have to be. I don't have to stop sinning. You know, I don't have to stop anything. But the Scripture says, "He that overcometh." So overcoming that sin, he that overcometh inherits the kingdom of God. I'll be as God, it'll be my son. But the fearful, the abominable, the whoremongers, the idolaters, fornicators, liars, thieves, whatever. Uh, and he who's one of that love and make light is not getting into heaven. So this message needs to be taught today because we have a lot of, you know, people that are just preaching money and how good it's going to be. But guess what? Oh, oh, no, God won't withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly. And just to add a little note to that, you know, a lot of people are just so... Uh, so messed up when it comes to people, you know, sneaking into our country and stuff. And, you know, that stuff don't bother me, not worth nothing, because God owns every bit of land that we stand on, and every man, every, no man really owns his land. God owns it, and he can take it and give it as, whenever he wants, right? He can burn it down if he wants to. And the fact is, how can you take a job from me when every good and perfect gift comes from God? From heaven above, who comes down from the Father, who comes to the Father of light, to whom there's no veilableness nor shadow of turning. So how are you going to take something from me that already belongs to me? Mm-hmm. Only God can take that. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And no good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. So I don't have to be afraid of all these things. I don't have to be afraid of oh, if I don't have enough money in the bank to pay my bills, because God said He's my provider. And as long as I'm doing upright before Him, He won't He won't stop paying my bills. He won't um, He will always make sure that there's something there's a, that, that I have need of nothing and that, 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 that you know, when there's a famine in the land that God's going to feed me. Do you understand? Because I'm paying my tithes. I'm, I'm faithful unto the Lord. A faithful man abounds with blessings. And so we don't have to be afraid. And I just want to put that out there because a lot of people walking in fear, I don't have a job. Okay, if you don't have a job, go to God. Ask God for the job. And when you get that job, make sure you talk to people about the Lord. Make sure that you try and help them and save their souls to the Lord. He that winneth the soul is wise. I see that when the soul is wise. And so it's so important that we, you know, get that word out there. Don't be afraid. Did you, did you know that two, uh, 365 days in a year, right? You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, did you know that in the Bible, in the Holy Scriptures, that, the, uh, that Jesus teaches us 365 times it says, fear thou not. That's one fear thou not for every day. Fear not for every day. Don't you find that? That's not a coincidence. There's no coincidence. This is God. This is awesome. I find those little unique things that, you know, the things that God says to me, he, 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 all the stars, he knows all the stars, and, and he knows them by name. He calls them by name. The stars got to talk to him, but we don't get to talk to the stars, you know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> well, you were on a roll. I was on a left out of sight. You didn't talk to me. So. <laughs> now, when did your, now you, you said you had lost your sight. When did your sight return? My sight, after six months, I was, I was six months in the um, hospital, in um, what's that big hospital out there in L.A., um, uh, Cedar sinai Yeah, Cedar sinai Yeah, you know, God, scary places, huh? Yeah, but um, anyhow, you know, and I was down for the count. Yeah, I lost my eyesight. I couldn't see. I couldn't see a foot in front of me. I couldn't see anything. When I opened my eyes, it was like, first it was like white, and then it was dark darkness, but, but there was like white where I couldn't see nothing. I could just see white, and that's because the blood pressure is so high. So I lost my sight. I didn't think it was going to come back. God brought it back. Um, I've always been blind in one eye, one of my eyes, but the Lord has made it so that I see today. I wear some glasses. I'm thinking about that laser surgery thing. I'm, I'm thinking about it. If you, if you know anybody that's ever had it, they, they say it's pretty chicken out there, you know, that it can actually fix you. But, you know, God's doing all kinds of great things.
things these days, isn't he? He's well, just let's, doing take, all let's, let's go back for a little bit and let's dig a little deep into. Hey, let's not. <laughs> let's dig into this book. I mean, it's because it's a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal okay. read. Uh, let's talk about, um, you know, some of the. Uh, I guess you know, was it your stepfather? Some of the emotions uh, that not you. My that was my father. I mean, your father. You know, forgive me. You know, you see, there's a black man, which was my daddy, and yeah. there's a white man. He was my stepfather. My stepfather, he didn't hurt me. It was the, it was the, um, my other, my, my, my. Real father. God, real well, you suffered, you suffered quite a, a bit of a, including your sisters, uh, yeah. from your your father. Can you can you walk us through some of uh, some of that the your your childhood, and well, what kind of led you? I would prefer that the people read the book, but I can tell you this: uh, there were um, times where I was beaten senselessly, and uh, so I was black and blue, and uh, so I was sometimes so I was bleeding, and um, you know I always went to school with bruises. And 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 welts on my legs and you know whatever you you see that and it, it's not a nice it's not a a sweet read it's a hard read and many people tell me that they cry you know and they cried from this and they cried from that and they got, and then you know it's a it's a it's a tearjerker but yet at the end it's a happy then they're so happy you know it makes people you know when I come to the Lord and stuff and get out of this uh, how should I sell uh, hell on earth hole in this earth you know in this place. It's like a plague on your body. It seems to be cursed all the way around. And you don't really know that you're cursed, and everybody thinks you're just, it's so glamorous, and it's so glamorous to be cursed, right? Uh, but so many people think you're living in a glamorous life, and it's just wonderful because we sing songs like that that would burst out of Prince. We sing all of that stuff and, and, and let people believe that it's something that is so totally not. And the devil's very good. He said, what is that for? Because we receive not the love of the truth. For this cause, God will send a strong delusion that we believe that lie. And be damned those who believe not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I had pleasure in unrighteousness. And, you know, we all did. We all, all of us back in the 80s. Oh, my God, there was so many, so much drugs and too much money and too much playtime. You know what I'm saying? People only came out at night. We're all witches, huh? We're just witches. <laughs> I think that's what's going on today, isn't it? It's just, it's just getting worse because we're in the day of Sodom and Gomorrah when everybody's sleeping with everybody. You know that I have been a virgin now for the last 14 years. I, I have not had man for the last 14 years and, and would never unless I was married, praise God. But only God could help me to overcome like that because, God forbid, you know, people are just, and even young children sleeping with each other, and they're just spreading plagues and, and diseases and, and, and have absolutely no uh, mind that if you die in this, you're not going to see God, you know. So many people are dying in it, and, and that's the shame about it. And I just, my prayer is that... People wake up and, and seek the Lord because they're so missing the most the happiest times of their life. The, the, the greatest happiness has been with the Lord. And everything else, that, you know, I have a life of suffering. And even in Christ, long-suffering. I've had long-suffering and going in and out of the hospital. But I found that when I've been broken by the Lord because God was teaching me how to obey, when I was broken, um, it hurt and it was sorrowful and it was miserable, but it always worked for my good because when I got up and, and I was re when I got up out of that fire, 
though I was renewed, my mind didn't say, think the same way. It didn't say the same things. It was more forgiving, and it just kept getting better and better and better until you get to that place where, oh, my God, life is fabulous. And then what happens is that God breaks you again because there's something else that needs to be uh, rooted up out of your system. That happened when maybe when you're a child or whatever or through your living life, right? But, well, tell me about. Tell me about. Uh, did you ever receive closure uh, from your your father? father? No, my my father. No, not really. But I I received closure when I forgave him. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. If if your father goes and you and he actually he was destroyed by the enemy by the devil and was never with the the Lord and you know that way then. You get closure in the sense that when you come to Jesus, all that sin is forgiven you. You know, whatever hatreds and emulations and bitternesses and, and, and pride that you had developed throughout life, which mm-hmm. everything, like I said, I blamed it on my father. Things went right, I blamed it on my father. Things went wrong, I blamed it on my It was all my father's fault. And my father wouldn't even live in it. He was, mm-hmm. he was, mm-hmm. he was dead all that time. But, you know, we, we stick to the old plans when we have old plans. You know what I mean? Sure. sure. Uh, you, you ran away at, uh, was it 17? I was at seventeen. You ran away. Oh yeah, that was from that was after my dad died. I was about seventeen years old, and that's when I went to live with my mom. But uh, then, you know, she was an alcoholic, and nothing, and that didn't happen. So I, I basically left out about nineteen years old, a couple of years later, and I went on my own. You know. Now, is that when you went into? Uh, 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 not long after that, is that when you went into? Uh, was it modeling? Yes, that's when I began to uh, go into modeling. I started when I was 17. Uh, and then I went into modeling, yeah. And, uh, you know, that started. I, I always, when I was a child, I I knew, even at five years old, I knew I was going to be an actress and a singer. And I knew, I told my parents, they asked me, what are you going to be when you grow up? I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an actress because I knew that if I, that when you watch TV, people love the people on the television. And so I needed that because I wanted that because I never heard those words come from Mama or Papa, like my stepmother or my father, my real father. I never heard. And just recently, I found out. I absolutely believe now that he is my father. I wasn't even sure up until this point, um, but uh, about uh, two weeks ago, <laughs> it happened that my sister, my baby sister, sent me a picture of my grandmother on my father's side that my mother sent me to live with. Now she said that that wasn't my um, father, but, you know, today they going to find out who's the baby's mama, you know. Back then, <laughs> back then they didn't find out who's the baby's mama. Like, you take a good guess, do you look like him or not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, does your backside look like him? How about the front? Does that look like him? Does your face look like him? What don't you know? And that's how it basically treated that thing. So I didn't really know. It was, uh, I, I had sisters that said, no, you didn't. I didn't know that you weren't my your you weren't uh, uh, the that he wasn't your real father. I didn't know that. I, I hadn't been told until my grandmother before she died. She said, "I want to tell you that that was never your real father. We don't know who your real father, but that wasn't your dad, right?" But then my little sister recently sent me a picture of my grandmother on James Levi on my father's side, uh, his mother, and she looked at her young days. And she, was, she looked like she was about 15, 14, 15, 16 maximum, 
and I look identical to her. And my sister sent a note saying, now you can, we can never say that that was not your daddy because you look just like his mama. Wow. <laughs> that was like so blessed, you know. And I said it to my other sisters and said, wow, I guess you are the real blood with us, huh? Because <laughs> if I was just a black sheep, a little black, little black sheep, a little black lamb, <laughs> Jesus. But it didn't matter anyways. When I found Jesus, I knew that Jesus, maybe that's why I was so attached to the Lord Jesus when I went to church when I was small. I just, I fell in love with Jesus because he said he loved me. And there were songs about how Jesus loved me. And I just clung to that. I just, and I was thinking about about that on the way home here today. I was thinking about, you know, maybe that's why my other sister didn't come to him. You know, because I was just so clingy when it came to Jesus. I would walk around with my Bible at five years old. Anyhow, I told my parents that I was going to be an actress, that I was going to, um, build a church for Jesus, and I was going to live in a castle. <laughs> and you did, and you've done all of that <laughs> in, a way, in a different way. Thank you, Jesus. I'm building the temple of God within myself, and it is my dream to actually build a house of the Lord. Uh, I mean, that's my mega dream. As a matter of fact, I was talking to the Lord this morning in prayer and saying, Lord, I, you know, this is going to happen, right? Because you, you, you don't you don't have a dream in God. And if you not pursue, if you don't, if you pursue it, pursue it. And if it, it is already written, it, it's going to be. So I believe it. And I said to myself, I want to leave a legacy of how much I loved you. You know, like that centurion soldier that uh, that also built a church uh, for the Jews in in the Bible. Oh yeah, I remember that story. I was like, oh yeah, that's me. Hey. <laughs> Well, let, let's talk about that because I think what what a lot of people uh, feel uh, uh, is that uh, you, and you hear this a lot, and that is people who have had uh, a really big life, uh, a really uh, 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 tumultuous life, uh, a superstar life, had, you know, did everything, did all the drugs, did all of the sex, did everything, uh, and then. Uh, later in their years, they find uh, the Lord, they find Jesus, they find some solace in uh, their particular religion. But there's still a sector of people who kind of look at that and say, well, you know, uh, are they really, uh, you know, how is that possible? How do you answer to, you know, how do you talk to people like that who who are just like, well, I'm not really sure because, you know, he or she did so much back then. How could they possibly uh, be, be this okay. way now? Yeah, be safe. You know, um, I actually, uh, thank God, I don't get that. People know that I'm saved, and anybody that talks to me says, that woman is saved. You, she doesn't compromise, you know. And that's going to be in, uh, a part of your walk that you, you, you know, it's not like you set out to prove it, but you're proving it by the way that you walk in him. If I'm running around still cussing and still running around, uh, you know, have fornicating with men and whatever, what have you, and doing drugs, then you can see, okay, this person really isn't into God. But there's, there's not one person so far in the last 19 years, I've only been with 19 years with the Lord, that anybody has come to say, to say you're not really saved. And, and when people come, and, and I've preached in I don't know how many different cities, probably all across, the, almost all across America, a couple of times over the last four, 14 years that I've preached, you know. And so you, you get a reputation. And people know my reputation today, praise God, and it's because of Jesus, is non-compromisation. I do not compromise. 
You know, I, and I've learned not to compromise. I've had to grow up. We grow up in Jesus. When we, when we first come to the Lord, we're pretty stupid, you know, pretty lame and still out there and got the foolishness. Uh, the way, uh, Our wisdom is foolishness to God, amen? But when we come to the Lord, we begin to read his wisdom. He said, my people die, they perish for a lack of knowledge and wisdom. And, and that is because we've never read the Bible. A lot of people think they're going to heaven. I talked with somebody today just to say that he thought he was just going to enter in the kingdom. I said, how are you going to enter in the kingdom out there in the house of God here if you won't do his house down here? This is not like church in your mind. Who are you paying your tithes to? You know, <laughs> who are you giving your offerings to? This is like God. There's got to be somebody that's given account for you and that will give an account on the day of judgment for you. To say, yeah, they, they were faithful, somebody's going to be there to give an account because God said that's what the, the, he gives us new mothers and new fathers on this earth. So, you know, it's how you walk in Christ. And I believe the whole Bible. Right? And I love the whole Bible. I live the whole Bible. First thing in the morning I get up and I put the Bible on just to listen to it because it's become a, a habit to me to have to, to want to listen, not even have to, to desire to, you know, to delight myself in, in listening to God's Word. Because anything that I taught in my own foolish wisdom was, you know, absolutely ridiculous. We have people that counsels, counselors out there that have absolutely no wisdom and that, and that have the wisdom of this world which leads people deeper into sin. You know, you can go to a psychiatrist and they'll tell you, well, maybe you just have to have a little, you know, a little, a little woman on the side so that you can keep your marriage together. You're like, what? Where did you get that one? You know? You know? And I've talked to psychiatrists that have said that kind of stuff and, and, and that have come to Jesus and can't believe that they said this kind of stuff and that they taught this stuff because that's the, that's the books that they read. And, and now you get a woman and you get a certificate for that. <laughs> they give you a medal and pin a medal on your chest and give you a trophy and tell you you're great. You know, look at Satan; he's ruling. You know, he's ruling those that will be ruled. Well, a big, part, a big part of your story, and I'm, and I'm sure people would love for you to share this, is uh, how you came to uh, meet, uh, uh, record, and work with uh, Prince, and then how you began to transition from that. Did you forget his name, Philip? <laughs> Huh? Did I? No, I can't forget it. Who can forget his name? Come on, now. Uh, so, uh, what's his name? Uh, I, saw a video, I saw a little video on him this morning. I was very pleased. He was with the Muppets. And uh, they said, I guess they're going to film it tonight, but I saw it on the Internet uh, when I was going into Facebook. And, um, you know, it was very, very sweet. He made this little song about something like uh, starfish, uh, ham, and cheese, and something. <laughs> and something, you know, he was, anyways, it was really very sweet. And so I was, I was proud that he did something sweet. Um, but apart from like, going, coming in to know him, and, and, and uh, well, you know, I guess guess when you call falling in love, I call it falling in lust today, but you fall in, 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 in lust. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, that's where it all started. Um, we met at the American Music Awards, and he pursued me and kept calling me until I dated him. And uh, we weren't interested in when I first um, uh, met him. But, uh, you know, I saw him, I, I watched him because we had a piano in the house, and I watched him sit down and play that 
piano and I was like, oh, my goodness, that was it. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all over. And it was so beautiful. It was, it, it, and, and he would play Amadeus or something in, the, in that type of realm, and that kind of music just you know, blew me away. But that was, that was the true prince that, you know, he sits down and he, he plays uh, such incredible music that is outside of the realm that he plays. For real, and I wish he put an album out like that. And I told him many times, you need to put an album out just so you're playing music, you know. Anyhow, um, that's a, a wonderful story, and I don't want to give that story away because, and just to say that I met him at uh, American Music Awards and we hooked up and that kind of thing. Um, but it's such a Cinderella story, and and when you read the book, it's just such poetry. It's such it, it's very it's a very beautiful story. And, uh, you know, I can only, I don't say anything bad about anybody except for myself. And my father, who is dead, who is dead and it can't come back and knock me upside the head. But that ended uh, even in that, of, of telling the truth about that uh, and not gossiping, because gossip is non-truth and, and I don't gossip. But um, I don't, I, I, this is not a gossiping book. This is not who I slept with, where I went, how much money I made. Um, it tells you. You know everything, and it, it, it's a very deep soul searching uh, stuff of who I was. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and and all my background, and and it even starts with my great great grandmother. You know, so from great great grandmother to my grandmother to my mother to me, and how did I receive the curse that you know came upon me? And it goes as far as back to Hitler and my great great grandfather working for um, Hitler. And so you know, it's like whoa, it starts. Well, you've read the book, so you know where it starts. It's, it's gonna whoa. It's an incredible it's an incredible journey, it's an incredible life and a great incredible history uh, lesson. I, I was absolutely fascinated by it. Thank you. I appreciate that uh, the um review you gave me on it. I, I really do. Yeah, I wrote a review on Amazon dot com for it and yeah, I don't I and I a, don't do reviews. I got, so I got five stars. I got fifteen people left five stars. I'm really blessed by that. You yeah, know, really. absolutely. So now, were, were there ever a moment uh, while you were going through uh, your vanity phase, did you ever have quiet moments where uh, you felt the presence of God in your life? Did you ever have those no, fleeting always, moments, or was it completely was just completely vanity? I was always uh, feeling uh, lonely. I, I would put vanity on and take vanity off. Mm. So, and I remember taking long showers and trying to scrub myself clean, and mm. and, and 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 just, you know, just scrub myself, and it would never do. You know, I could never. And I know God met with me in there when I was just lonely and begging Him to help me. And so, you know, God knew exactly how much I needed of this world to really leave. You know, a lot of people they don't they don't leave at the right time. You know, they come out when they're saying, Oh yeah, I'll get some from God and go back, you know. But I couldn't do that. I God knew exactly what it was gonna to take to bake this cake of me. Uh, me being the cake, exactly what it was gonna take. And it was gonna take a whole lot of suffering. And, and and so I could say, oh, yeah, I hate the devil. I'm not going back there. He's not going to run my life. That's it. I'm not going back there. And uh, I haven't been back since. Amen? Fantastic. Um, I go back to preach. I go back to preach and minister to the people. Uh, you know, like, bring me in for, you know, their churches and such. But So what I was the catalyst when you, became, when you became born again uh, 19 years ago? What was... What was the catalyst? What were some of the events that led up to that moment? Because this is oh, a very, very big that. moment. I remember I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I had, I had, uh, I was, I was in this um, 
I was on this film set, and there was a guy there who was very good looking, and I was like making promises to God as usual. Oh, Lord, if you just bring me that man over there, woo! <laughs> I, I, I'll stop using drugs if you just make him my man, whatever, right? And uh, you know, and so God brought him over, and he and he took me out to eat and and stuff, and um. Uh, he had this big Bible, this big holy Bible on his seat and um, in the in the middle of us. And it was like huge. It was a huge book. And I was like, God, you carry this thing everywhere you go. He says, yeah, I'm saved. He said, have you been born again? I said, I don't think so. I didn't even know what born again means. You know, when God gives you so much as a child, and even as a child, if you don't continue therein in the word, then all that word just completely is lost, you know, and it dies. In you, and then you start to believe in your own stuff. You know, I mean, for me, it was psychic. When you you'll see me go, you'll see all of that in the book also. But um, a whole lot of hallucinating, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and some real demons and stuff. Um, but I remember, <laughs> I remember when I got filled with Holy because they brought me into prayer prayer the next day. There was a next evening because that evening he asked me if I wanted prayer, but I, I knew I had some cocaine at home, so I wasn't about to go, you know, do some prayer. You know, <laughs> I was go finish. And I remember when I went home to finish my cocaine, uh, finished that, smoking it up, you know, because I used to freebase it because uh, that was big in the '90s, right? And so I was, was freebasing, and, I, I, and and yet I couldn't get it. I couldn't get high for the life of me. <laughs> I couldn't get high for the death of me, you know. And so I thought if I just went and get some prayer, maybe God would bring my high back. <laughs> That's how nuts I was. <laughs> is that right? That is the solid gold truth. Okay? Are you serious? And wow. So, and so when I went there, I found myself sitting with a, a woman, Terry Copley. And she had six months, and all these people in the room had six months, and there was about six of us, or four or five or six of us, I'm not sure. But I remember sitting with her on the couch, and I remember uh, at least it took me about four hours to repent. And I just sat there and uh, and cried and repented and cried. I cried and I cried. hated my telling total strangers, these people telling total strangers who I was, really. And you didn't tell people at that time. You didn't open up your mouth and tell people your sin because you'd read it in the papers the next day. But for some reason, I just opened up my mouth and I didn't stop. Mm. And, and and I told all my secrets. And I didn't care anymore. I was I was fit to be tied, you know. And so then she asked me if I wanted the Holy Ghost. I stood up and I got filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues. And began to speak in unknown tongues. And Lord, and God blessed me. And, and I was sure that he wasn't going to want me. I even said, I don't think he wants me. I don't I'm too bad, you know. But, and I cried and God received that next day. No, maybe not the next day. Maybe about a couple of weeks later. I was in this film because I was filming this film, doing this film. And I remember I got in bed with this guy because he was um he was uh you know the actor and we were under the covers and we were absolutely half naked i'm sure and uh, it was a love scene and i remember i asked him just before they they called out action i remember saying to him uh sir tell me um and i didn't know the at him you know just how sick the business is i said uh tell me something uh are you married I don't know why I didn't ask him, you know. <laughs> wasn't a common question, you know. <laughs> you know. So I said, are you married? He said, yeah. And uh, and uh, and the director uh, uh, screened action, right? And we were supposed to, you know, start making out. And I backed up and I took off and jumped out of the bed, half naked, and ran out the set. <laughs> are you serious? I, said, I can't kiss him. I can't kiss him. I feel with the Holy Ghost and he's married. They thought I was nuts. <laughs> 
never told in my book, too, but, you know, I, I like to tell these things in interviews and such, but, you know, right on the middle of the set, I could not come back to that set and kiss that man because he was married. What was um, the movie? Was, Can you tell us what, what the movie was? No, I can't because I don't even remember. Isn't that funny? God didn't even let me remember that one. I don't even remember. I probably did stuff I don't even remember. I remember seeing the film one time because I haven't seen anything in 19 years. I haven't seen any any footage on me to do with uh, movies and stuff. I haven't seen any movie. I haven't watched any of my movies. Really? So you don't go back and listen to any of your music or revisit any of your movies or anything that you've done? Never, never. Really? I'm better singing. I haven't. You know, I don't know if I ever will, but... I have no interest in it, and you know, I sing songs to Jesus, I make up songs to Jesus, and I sing to the Lord all day long, and I have no desire to do that with you. So he says, you become a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, let me ask you this, uh, Denise. Of course, when you uh, make any major um, transition in your life, uh, with that, when you're moving from one level to the next, you have to leave, obviously, a lot behind, including a lot of relationships, friendships, uh, acquaintances. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure at, at some point it was very, well, or maybe it wasn't, I don't know, You're, you'll tell me. Was there a, um, a loneliness or a transition where you just felt alone in the world as you were moving into and coming into? Sure, sure, and God wants you to be that. He wants you, because that's when you get to know the Lord more, because... You know, they're, they're, and everybody's going to go through it in Jesus where they're going to get lonely. I haven't had a lonely moment in probably about 12, 13 years, maybe 14 years. Okay. I haven't, I haven't been lonely, never had that lonely, because loneliness is a spirit, and it doesn't come from God. Amen? Because if I'm truly close to God, how can I be lonely? Mm-hmm. I mean, I could be in my house, and every day, and I'll walk around smiling. Who am I smiling at? <laughs> I'm happy. God said, happy is the man that obeys God. We think we find our happiness in a bottle, you know, getting drunk, getting high, in a boyfriend, having uh, lewd sex. Um, we think that's where I have it because I found the one that truly wants my soul, you know, and, oh, I married one. Oh, don't they look beautiful together? Aren't they perfect for one another in the magazine? And then next year, oh, look, at she found somebody new because he was a bad man. You know, <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, that's the world. But, yeah, I felt very lonely. But I wasn't lonely. It was I was lonely not wanting the world just lonely in me, wondering what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a place where you're like, God, what's going on? What's going on with my life? And because you're in transition, you're trying to do right. I remember years for years in Jesus. Every time I tried to do right, I would do wrong, and I couldn't understand. There's a place that you can get beyond that where you'll actually start doing right. You know, you'll, because it's habit forming. You know what I'm saying? To do right mm-hmm. more than habit forming to do wrong. For most people, uh, uh, you know, when you, when they start, they ha- they haven't. It's not a habit to stop having sex. You, you have to have to become a habit. You know, some people turn quickly, some uh, right away. Some people do some drugs, and then some people quit uh, immediately. And 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 that's the mercy of God. But some people, God will allow them to keep going because you just need a little more devil so you can straighten out. Mm-hmm. So you can see how much that devil hates you. You know, and and hopefully you don't die in the midst. Like I almost did. So I said, just turn, people. 
I told a friend of mine just not, uh, something I've been ministering to for the last year. I told him, uh, for the first time I said, if you do, because I have, you know, recently they don't live around me, but I said, if you do speed one more time, I said, you're going to have a heart attack. I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I am telling you from the Lord, do not do it, not one more time. He did, and two days later, he had a heart attack. Hmm. But guess what? But guess what? He stopped, and he turned. And finally, he's seeking the Lord for real. You know, so, and, and God kept telling me he knows how to save him. He said, every time I would question the Lord, God, this boy don't want you. This boy, the Lord would tell me straight up, he is able to save them to the uttermost. So God knows exactly the makeup that it takes, exactly the perfect little potion that it takes that you will be destroyed by that devil and turn to him wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. God knows that. We don't know that. That's why we'll look at people and go, ah, man, this person don't want. But we forget, what did, ha- what did it take for me? It took a lot for me. But when I got it and I woke up from death, ah, I'm not going back. I'm not stupid. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> you know, it only takes one time you have to tell me, you know, but some people go back and keep going. Give the life of the Lord and go back. You know, People do it differently, and we just, you know, my only hope is that this is, Jesus is coming and that we wake up to this. The Bible says, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee life. No whoremonger, no covetous man who was an idolater have any inherited idolatry. That's big in this world. That's the movie business. That's the music business. All idolatry shall not have an inheritance in the kingdom of God. North Christ. So we have to we have to wake up from that too. We have to be very very careful not to be crossing some lines. You know, I have Netflix, for instance. I haven't had TV in my house in God years years, and I use Netflix because I can decide through Christ what I'm allotted and what I'm not. There's a new series that they have. I don't know if it's new or not because, you know, I watch also Hulu free TV, right, which gives you um, with commercials, which I hate commercials because they just want to suck you in to buy something. But um, they, yeah, that's, uh, why they, that's why they call it yeah. commercials, Denise. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I got you. I, got you. I, I had to throw that, that in. I had to throw that in. I know. I've been in the movie I was in the business for 25 years and still couldn't figure it out. You know what I'm saying? I was right, uh, right along with uh, Alfred Hitchcock, who hated commercials. And every time he had to brief me, I'm like, oh, we got to go to one of those commercials. Like that. You know? I was like, I'm with you, Alfred. Got to pay them bills. Got to pay them bills. <laughs> so you like Hulu. So you go to Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, Netflix I have, and uh, Hulu every once in a while, but on Netflix, on Hulu, there is Kings, and it's, it's a, like a, a take on King David and King Saul in these days, and there's no swearing, and I didn't hear any cussing so far, and I've watched a few of their shows, I haven't heard any cussing going on, because I don't like all that mess, you know, I hate it when they, and then the, the movie's constantly filled with this nonsense, always blaspheming, or, you know, taking the Lord's name in vain, and, you know, I love the Lord. He's my father, he's my dad, he's my redeemer, he's my Lord, he's my master, my savior. I don't like when they do that. I just don't like it. And uh, God says that, you know, they can be enemies of the cross, but God still, he loves them, he keeps people alive because he's waiting for them to come. And that's my dream, that just I save as many souls as I can before I leave. You know, the greatest dream that I ever had, and I was talking to Jesus about it, as you know, my greatest dream, Lord, my greatest wish is that I would see you in my dreams 
and that I would be in heaven. That is my greatest wish, that, that I could be in heaven. I wish I could just go to heaven for a minute and, you know, just get up there for a second. You know, just, hi, I'm here, okay, okay, I'll go home now. I'll work, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I've, I've, I've been underneath the wing in, 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 dream, in a dream with Jesus one time when God spoke with me, and I, I could only see his wing. That's all I could see was his big wing, and I flew with him in the sky. It was the most marvelous dream I ever did have in my life. And I think I preached about I, I mean, I think I spoke about it in my book, and it's so incredible. Oh, yeah. And, and so I was talking to the Lord about that today. I trust the Lord all day long. Well, in this book, uh, in talking about uh, talking to the Lord all day long, this book is uh, basically out loud. Yeah, out loud. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> what is the well, for a person who will pick this book up? What is the message that you want them to uh, to have that you want to leave them with? Uh, is this a book to convert? Well, yeah, you would say it's definitely a book, to, but not like the 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 way that one might think, you know, not leading in a prayer to Christ, not that. It's more like, okay, if you see my life and you read my life and you see the path, and it looks like somewhat the path that you're on and you're out there in the world, because that's what's coming back to me. Those little letters coming back to me, my God, your path is just like my path. And my dad was like, your dad's, oh, my God, I need Jesus. Those are the kind of letters that are coming back to me, people that are confessing. How do I find Christ? What's the first thing I do? What do I do? What do I say to him? How do I find a church? I had to, you know, talk with somebody about that. You know, I give people my, when people write me, they they have problems and stuff, and, um, and they write me and send me their number. I call them. I talk to everybody. I might, I'm surprised that my number isn't all over the, you know, printed all over the internet, you know. But people are very respectful, and God always promised me that. He says you don't have to be afraid to give people your number. You don't have to be afraid to talk to people anymore. You're with me, and I'm going to protect you for, from all things. And so, and He's done that. In 19 years, I don't get no crazies enough. If people don't want to hear about Jesus, they're not going to talk to me. They're not going to call me. They will not get on my phone. <laughs> they don't want to go there. And so I only get people that really want to talk about Jesus. People don't come and talk about vanity. They never do that. You know, they're like, no, no, no. They're actually looking for Christ. And and this is a good thing. So my, my book is, it shows you the path, the exact path that I went on. And if you, you know, feel in your life that you've gone down these, whether it be drugs, alcohol, whatever, abuse, whatever that it is, and that you became angry or bitter or mean or or, or, or just uh, just uh, lost like myself and lonely and just feeling that the whole world didn't know who you really were and secretive, keeping secrets and living alone and, and it becomes secluded, you know. Um, if your life was on that path and you're destroying yourself constantly and you don't know who to ask and you don't know who to trust, that's the message. And then it goes into, okay, oh, my God, there is a God. And he really does exist and he really can help me oh my god he's helped me i've been 19 years sober oh yeah he's helped me <laughs> i come up you can't you know the proof is in the pudding isn't that isn't that what it is Absolutely. i don't i don't get people that say ah she's not with christ she's you know she's just lying no people know i live the life that I'm supposed to live, and I love the Lord, and I'm single. You know, if you if, if you can stop fornication, you can put a whole lot of other things away, right? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> if you can stop messing around, because that fornication that opens up a whole lot of a whole lot of demons. That opens up a whole jar of demons. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, play. <laughs> you know, 
how does one find your book? What is is uh, what is the web address for? People oh my God, we should have been this saying this. I hope that you say this throughout in like little commercials of your own and tell people please go on blamingondanity.com. Just go there and you're gonna find me. You'll find the book. I'm mailing it out myself, and so if you buy, you should like receive it within at least two weeks. Oh, and, that's fantastic! Uh, so you get an yeah. autographed copy personal from you. Oh, yeah, and they're on sale now, too, which is really good. It, I call it the Holy Day Special. Not the Holiday Special, but the Holy Day Special. Uh, <laughs> you know God's not into the holiday things. That's all very much world. But uh, apart from that, it is on sale. It's $50, and that's cl- includes, that includes uh, shipping and handling and distribution and storage and all the stuff, you know, because the book is mine. Now, they go to Amazon.com. If you've already, if you bought the book and you've read the book, please add, add some more stars. You know, like um, if you read the book, you know, Go in there. They've given me a lot of good reviews. I got a couple of uh, people that just, you know, from 2005, they're like, where is that book? Where is that book? But, you know, I can only say to my, um, you know, not that I have any great excuse, but I, I, I've been in so many surgeries and recovering and coming in and out that it's very tough to, to, to sit down and write and polish off. Of. And every time that thought was finished, God would say, no, go back to the drawing board. And, and, and he would make me to grow up in certain places so that I could actually finish it. How long did it take you to write the book? Um, it took about, I would say, about in a good six years, really, because I kept rewriting. But I started 19 years ago. So wow. When I first read the book, and, I, and they wanted to give me a million dollars for it, um, uh, one of the studios, and uh, cash, you know, they wanted to give me a million bucks and take it and make a movie. It was like in the first year. And I went to the Lord and said, touch not the uh, unclean thing and I'll receive you. And God would not let me have that money. And, you know, uh, I was scared not to obey God because, you know, coming out of the hospital, you know, and, you know, you have all that messed up in your body. <laughs> you know, like, oh, okay, I don't think I'll listen to that, you know. <laughs> so I listened to God and, uh, and, 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 you know, it got to this point where I had to, he told me, I said, what should I do with this, Lord? And he says, you just throw it out and grow up. And so basically I put it in storage, and then I I kept rewriting and rewriting and rewriting and taking out, because it was first a gossip book. It was all oh, everybody that hurt me and that messed with me and all these bad, bad boys, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, it's just a whole lot of junk. And it was like, I wrote like C. C, C. Dick Run, C. Jane Run, whatever. But today it's poetic, it's beautiful, you know, because it's written from the hand of God. I literally had to sit down and take dictation and see what are you saying to me and I want you to write this and it says it's really about uh, a maturity of hearing from God listening and hearing and writing from God you know what I'm saying like the apostles like the apostles did and so then that takes time do you know what I'm saying that takes time so and and every time I wanted to put it out and people were hey where's my book where's my book I said well I would love to but God told me to go back to the drawing board and so I fixed it but when you look at it it is like 250 of all color pages. Even the writing is in color, and 150 uh, pages of, uh, of of pictures and stuff. And you know, it took well, a lot of work. Things, I did all the graphics. That's one of the things we didn't really talk about, and that is, you're quite an artist. Um, thank you. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I did all. You the basically graphics. did all the graphics and all of the artwork and all of the design for the book. It absolutely is a work of art, as thank well you. as your life story as a book. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, it is solely from the hand of God coming forth for me. And still, I've got about 50 m- mistakes in there. So you know, I don't mind people writing me, because nobody does. You know, I even wrote in the book, "Hey, if you see a mistake, write me." And 
Tell me where the spelling is, error is, you know, because the only editor I have is the Holy Ghost, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes, you know, you always hear correctly, right, or hear when you want to hear. But um, I have about 50, so I'm going to go back and, 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 and do even more. Um, like I'm, I might put some new pictures and change the cover and, uh, you know, set it up a little differently and uh, maybe even turn it white this time in the next edition. That I'm, I'm trying to find a backer out there, so if there's anybody out there <laughs> that's listening and wants to back a book, I'll gladly send you one. <laughs> Anyhow, the floodgates you. are going to open up for you on that one. Yeah, I know, but then they'll be all of that free book, free book. No, 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 free meeting. <laughs> free meeting is a free book, right? Yeah, it's on the CD, but um, anyhow. Well, talk to me about talk to me about um, Pure Heart Ministries. Yeah, that's my ministry. You know, I have a cat, and he's part. He's like fifteen percent leopard. She is sorry, and her name is Angel, and she's this little angel. You know, she's so beautiful, this little tiny thing, and she's got like leopard spots all over her belly, and she's got these long stripes. The people that see her, they. They say, oh, my God, I've never seen a cat like that, ever. I'm like, where did you get this cat? And uh, she has two hearts that, in her markings, you know, her long stripes. In the back. And she's got lines, like beautiful leopard stripes down her back, okay, little spots, beautiful spotting. And, and, and she's like almost like a golden uh, uh, caramel, golden caramel and dark brown spots. And they, they're formed into hearts, perfect hearts. And, like, this is my kid, you know. This is one of my kids. I, I'm the old lady with the cats, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not even going to make any excuse about it, you know what I'm saying? I literally love every animal that God ever makes. And every time I see a dog or a cat or a mouse or anything, oh, my God, you know, my heart I'm just like, oh, my God. I feed everything, you know. People go, why do you feed everything? I feed everything. If you're hungry, I'll feed you. You know, <laughs> I'm everybody's mama, you know what I mean? I had this guy, he looked over the balcony one time. He looked at me across my balcony. He says, excuse me. Uh, how come you feed everything that comes to your house? I see squirrels coming up there. I see birds on your porch. <laughs> Even the snails know they can come and get it from you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. One day, one, day, one year, all the snails knew they could come and eat on my balcony. They were afraid to go on anybody else's balcony because they knew they would die. <laughs> that was why it's like they told everybody, meet me on that balcony. <laughs> she will not kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and I would literally put him in a box and take him to the park and let him go. You know how retarded am I? I love it. Oh, you know, that's but, awesome. That's awesome. That's really cool. I can't, kill a, I can't, I I can't kill a bug. I can't kill a bug. And I think I talk about that in the book, too. You know, at the end, I, I do a long interview in the book also to answer, like, you know, a hundred of your favorite questions that people have asked me. And, uh, you know, and that really opens up some stuff, too, and tells people what's going on in my life today. And I'm going to write some ministry books, you know. I, I'm getting right to, I'm getting ready to to, to write, uh, well, actually, I've got one already. I just have to prepare it into a book form. But, uh, yeah. So, gotta, so Pure Heart Ministries is your ministry, and how long have you had the ministry? This has been in, in, in form for, I remember when, check this out, here's the story to it. I remember when I first came to the Lord, it was about a, a year after that, a year and a half, when I got serious, you know, after I stopped doing, you know, messing around. And I remember I said to, uh, I said, the Lord had said to me when I was reading the Bible, he says, I want your ministry to be called Pure Heart Ministries. And I was like, oh, I just don't get that. You know, I just, you know, because I was just a 
born baby, you know, I was just a reborn baby, a newbie, they call them newbies now, and I was a newbie, and I went to my sister Harper who, and Pastor Harper, who are my pastors, and been for 19 years, and really, truly have, uh, oh, God, they're just, even they're my mother and father, and um, they they said to me, and Pastor Harper, he used to, I don't know if you know Willie Harper, he used to play for the 49ers, mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, for the 49ers, yeah, and he's been a pastor for 20-something years, maybe 25 or something like that. And he said, but she said, Sister Harper said to me, which is the co-pastor, she said, well, if God gave you Pure Heart Ministries, then, you know, he's going to grow you up, you know, to be that. I said, okay, I just don't feel comfortable with it. I don't feel like Pure Heart or I just don't feel it. And she said, don't worry about it. Just keep walking in Jesus. He'll figure, he'll show it, he'll show it to you. And so we're talking about, we're talking about 15, 16 years later. Okay, and I'm 19, maybe two and a half years, three years ago maximum. I meet this woman in this in this uh, place, right, in this uh, little store, and her name is Katrina, and my name is my second name is Katrina, right? And I said to her, um, uh, I said my first name is Denise, but my second name is Katrina. Now Denise means wise discerner, but I've never known what pure uh, what uh, Katrina means. I, you know, I, 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 do you know what Katrina means? And she says, yeah, sure, that's an easy one. It means pure heart. <laughs> Get out of here. I am not even joking. I was like, wow, easy. how cool then, is that? And then he gives me, you know, I, I haven't had children. I doubt that I'll ever marry. I'll probably be a eunuch for the rest of my life. And, and I have no problem, no qualms about that. I'm not looking, uh, you know, Jesus totally completes my life. I, I love the single life with him. I love to be married to him. Whatever he wants in my uh, in my cards, that's what I want in my cake. You know what I'm saying? If he don't want any sugar, I don't want no sugar. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's funny. I have to use that again. Anyhow, so I said, um, "Wow!" But he gave me, uh, uh, you know, my 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 best baby. You know, you have your favorite babies, which is my um, my cats, because um, I have five of them. Well, oh, my my. my yeah, my five. You know, I have a three bedroom, so they all have their bedrooms, and and so um, my one cat, the one that sleeps with me, she's just a little tiny thing. She's like forever small, and she's like a she's like she looks like a a lion, and her face, her whole face, she looks like a lion, and she looks like a like a baby that just came out of a lion, <laughs> you know, a little baby, and and um, she's got hearts on her back, two on either side, one on this side on the right, and one on the back, and they're in her lines. My, I mean, they're in her, in the lines in her body. They're perfect wow. form parts. And like, look at God. And then on in her, look at this. I have to brag about my kid. Then there's her her belly. She's got leopard belly, right? She's got a pure leopard belly. That's her 50% leopard in her. And she's got a cross in the middle of it, a perfect cross in the middle of her belly. And check it out. She's got, look at this, look at this God of ours. She's got two M's for Matthews on her leg. Now, you're going to come and visit me, Philip, right? I'm sure you're going, I'm going to get down to, uh, Absolutely. We're going to bring down the television crew, and we're going to do a wonderful show. Absolutely. Oh, you have to see all my cats. Yes, you have to see all my cats, and you have to film my cats for me so I have them on, to have them on film. Yes. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Wow, that's well, amazing. Well, do you, do you need to take some photos and put those photos up, too, of your cats? I know. I know. I have them all in my phone, and it's just a matter of putting them from the phone into the thing. And you know what? Oh, if I buy the contraption, you can do that for me, right? Probably. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Take too long before you get here, huh? <laughs> we'll make that happen before the holidays are out. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I am blessed. I am blessed 
to have your company. Praise God. So let's 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 talk about where you're going with this, and are you going to be touring with this book, or what is, what what is your goal uh, with the book and uh, getting the message out and getting it in front of the people and getting it into the hands that need it most? Well, I only have a thou- about a thousand copies left. Okay, so I have to. Um, I'd like. I would like to find in the midst before, because I've been just selling them word by mouth and people that come to the site, and, you know, I'm about to do some blasts, um, uh, you know, from Thrive Marketing is doing some blasts for me, and, uh, you know, to, to hit out um, uh, a couple hundred thousand people, you know, to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want them the people to know that if they go to Amazon, it's not being sold on Amazon. You have to go to my site. But if you can, you can find it on Amazon. You'll see a little note that tells you to go to my site. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will be selling it. Um, my secretary and me, because she's my helper. Um, she's my girl Friday, Christine Harris. She's my secretary. So she, she'll, she, we're gonna decide when to put it on Amazon.com. We're trying to take down some of the old thoughts of people, you know, because we have three bad thoughts of those. We're trying to find the people, so if you're out there, Richard D. Sereno, <laughs> please um, get in touch with Philip Matthews. He'll give you my number. And also Fish Cheeks, they're on my on the Amazon.com. And these people, I, I'll give them a free book if they would just take off it and read the book before they comment on it. You know, that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the, those people that there's like three people that have one stars, and that's because they couldn't find the book, so they're mad. Oh, okay. Well, they're just mad because they couldn't find the book. <laughs> understood, understood. <laughs> that's not my fault, you know. But, I mean, okay, so it is my fault. But, uh, it, 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 you know, it, it stems to the fact that I was in the hospital. I spent three and a half months in the hospital. I spent six and a half months in the hospital. I spent, uh, you know, months in the hospital. And, oh, my God, you can't imagine how much time I, I've gone through a lot of things. to Yes, you, you know. have. Yes, you have. And, so where are you now, my dear, with your health? And, and I've been uh, great. I'm on dialysis for every other every other day. So I have limited time to, uh, you know, try and do business like this. But on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I'm in dialysis. Uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays and Sundays, I got off. And so, you know, hey, God, everything works together for my good. Everything. Everything is working. You know, I minister so many people on dialysis. I go in there singing happy songs, and they're making people laugh, and the older people, you know, because, you know, um, not everybody's as, as, as young as I am in there. But, um, uh, you know, it's it's whatever God has for me, that's for me. And I am so blessed because I know that God can heal me if he wants to heal me. He can do anything he wants to do. And I I said to the Lord in my deepest prayer, I said, Lord, you know what? I love you so much. If you never gave me kidneys, that would never bother me. I would never leave you. I'd never stop loving you. I am probably the happiest person I know in my life. (laughs) Duh. That's awesome. That's beautiful. And and, and I love him. I I thoroughly love him. And... I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing anything in my body. Mm -hmm. My heart is completely full of him, and um, I am walking in the fullness of joy, and I've got no complaints in my heart, you know. I don't hate anybody. I love everybody, everybody, even my enemies. I've learned to love my enemies. I've made my enemies my friends and brought them to Jesus. So I have the best life that ever I could live. And I've never known happiness the way that I have it today. You know, I've never known happiness. So whatever God has in my future, that's for me. Amen? Amen. And um, I don't know where 
this book is going to go, but I, I, I'm hoping to get a backer, you know, that's going to be fair and not these backers that want 98%, 97%. They make all of this because I want to build a church, and you can't build that on 1% and 10%. You know I mean? That's just ridiculous what they want, and that's a false balance. God hates false balances. That's abomination. I think we should be like 50-50 and something like that. Mm-hmm. i got to make these people stop calling me, huh? Absolutely. Okay. Well, my dear, I I just want to say thank you very much for blessing me and blessing my life and subsequently blessing the life of the listeners who will be tuning in uh, and hearing this. And many people, many millions of people uh, have wondered, well, where where is uh, Denise Matthews? What is she doing now? What is she up to? And uh, I just think that this is the tip of the iceberg. She lives in Union City, California. <laughs> she lives in Union City, California, and yeah. she has this phenomenal uh, work of art that happens to be her autobiography. And uh, uh, so for those who are listening, make sure you go to BlameItOnVanity.com, BlameItOnVanity.com. Uh, order your copy. It's going to be an autographed personal copy, and it's going to be probably one of the most beautiful gifts and works of art uh, that you have ever seen. Uh, in literary form. So with that, I'll say thank you, sweetheart, for uh, having a conversation with uh, Philippe, and uh, we'll talk soon. Oh, yes, absolutely. And um, thank you for allowing me to um, to speak and to minister to the people out there, and I just want them to know how much Jesus loves you and will continue. All of heaven knows your name, so you never have to be lonely. Amen. Fantastic. Amen. God bless you. Keep in touch, Phil. All right, sweetheart. I love you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye, my brother. All right. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.